You are listening to the Brand Architect Podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brand Architect Podcast. It's me, Annie Alexander, and thanks a lot for tuning in again. Today, I have an interview with you about a topic which is pretty important, but we have never covered that before. So today, I want to talk to someone who knows everything about websites, and I want to find out um, all the important elements of a website, why we need one, how we can showcase our brand with the website, and how to make sure that these home of ours, you know, um, responds to the main goals of our brand, of our business, and of everything that we're doing online. So let's dive into the interview. Let's find out as much as we can about websites, how we will have to make them, what type of websites do best, and all the other details. So let's see what the expert has to say. Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to the Brand Architect podcast. Uh, today I have a very interesting guest and we will be covering something different we haven't covered before. So I'll be talking to the director of the web design digital structure company based in South Wales. And his name is Joel Hughes. And I've learned to pronounce this just a few seconds ago. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing it right. So, Joel, uh, welcome to the podcast. And uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. Not at all. Thank you very much for having me on. Okay, so we're, we're going to talk about something very important, which is the website, because we've been talking a lot about different social media channels, about the risk of putting all your eggs in one basket and how, uh, how important it is to have one centered home, one hub where uh, you've got everything you do in one place and where people can check you out. So that's basically your website, um, I guess. The, the, the interesting thing is these days, um, what I've noticed is many websites look alike a lot. So you, you have different <laughs> trends of, of, you know, more popular designs of the things, you know, what is more popular, what is trendy, what looks nice. And then everyone starts using the same themes and, and you end up, you know, if you're not reading the text or if you don't really have anything really specifically different, then you have a feeling that it's the same website. So I guess, you know, I, I, I will start with the hard part. How do you make sure? that your website is different from the others yeah that's a great question and i think you're right i think templates um have certainly contributed to the fact of making websites look the same and um i mean when i've been involved in this game for many years since 2001 and certainly back in the day back in the early days you would get some weird and crazy websites getting created which which might not be very useful from a usability point of view but um but they, were still, they certainly were creative works of art. Whereas nowadays, perhaps, perhaps we've gone too far the other way and maybe websites are, do tend to look a little bit too similar sometimes. I mean, I have to say, I, I try to wear the hat where I don't want users to think too much when they get to a website. So I, so I understand why 
We need to have websites which borrow conventions so that when somebody lands on a website, they haven't got to decode it so they can get to the heart of what you want to do. And so you can convert them in any shape or fashion. But you know, it's, it's just getting that balancing act right. I think the biggest problem for many people is perhaps just grabbing a template from, say, Theme Forest and they end up trying to cram their messaging into those boxes which the theme was set up for, which may not be the right kind of vehicle for their messaging. So, you know, but so, but it's tricky because, I mean, some, some people, you know, if they, if they haven't got a huge amount of money to spend on a website, then, then going to Theme Forest or something similar and getting a template, that's not a bad way to go. But at, at some stage... And we want to be working out, is this, is this right for, for, for the business? Mm, okay, I see. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I have a feeling that the, the thing that may differentiate you from the others on the website is basically, you know, the, the elements of, of the branding that are incorporated in the thing. So, as much as you can if you're using template. So, uh, what are like the, the basic, the important elements that you should consider while you are showing off your brand on a website? Yeah, I mean, brand is absolutely crucial. I mean, if we're working with a new client, one of the first things we'll be making sure is that there is a brand in place because we, we don't do branding in-house. That we're, we're, we're a digital company. So many of, the cli- many of the clients who come to us, they will already have an established brand. They will have an identity created. They will have things like brand guidelines. So that, you know, j- just armed with those kind of, that kind of material, you can create a website which isn't going to stray too far from what they've set up. But if we're but if we're working with a company and they haven't got a brand install uh, in place, then we would probably you know we say, look, we've got to stop our work here. We need to work with somebody else. We need to get somebody else in, in, involved, and uh, and they can work with you on establishing a brand because we're going to need the brand identity. We're going to need the guidelines at at some point. Um, so definitely, you know. We want to have the color scheme and all of those kind of things because that's our starting point when we get to the stage of actually doing a design. Now, the brand guidelines, they may well cover things like the type of photography, which is useful for the company, um, the styles, which are useful. It it might cover tone of voice and all of these things. I'm sure you can see they're all great indicators as to what we need to be doing when it comes to that design. So we're not not dealing with a, a completely green project you know we've got the brand guidelines to give us some sort of give us some sort of constraints you know it's 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 not it's not too restrictive but at the same time it it gives us something to to go on so that's one of the first things i'm i'm very um keen see uh, about seeing here are some strong brand guidelines Okay, so so basically, before you go to the web developer or before you decide to put your website up, you have to be very clear about your brand and and what it represents and and how it's gonna look, uh, you know, in order to brief you correctly. Is that right? Yeah. Well, well, exactly. I mean, I'm a strong believer in brands. I mean, if you've got those kind of things tied down, you know, you've got all the fonts, you 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 understand all that, then any marketing material which you end up producing, well. It's 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 so much easier to do that when you've got things like brand guidelines um, captured in in a document. It just makes everyone's life so much easier. Because otherwise, without that, every project you create, people have kind of got to ask the same questions about. So, what's your brand all about? And different answers are going to happen all the time. So it's 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 a waste of effort, and it's a you know, it, it's going to cause 
all these different marketing efforts to go off in slightly different directions. Mm-hmm. I see. So I guess it's it's sort of, you know, it's a complex question, but what makes a, um, a good website uh, differentiate from a bad one? Uh, there's, there's so many factors. I mean, I'm about to forget some key ones, but I'll just drop into a, a, a few few obvious ones, really. Um, I'll start off with a, with a techie one. You want the website to be fast and nothing... Um, is more damaging than a slow-loading website. And that has a brand impact, of course, because you're sat there thinking, oh, what's going on here? It's, it's taking ages to, to load. And, and in your mind, when you're trying to create a mental model of that company, rightly or wrongly, that slow-loading time ha- uh, paints a negative picture of that company. So there's techie things like making sure that it's fast, which may well mean that you know we've got to invest slightly more than four ninety nine, four pound ninety nine a month in a GoDaddy hosting account. Sometimes we need we need to think that these things are investments, and so we've got to look after them. So definitely, that's an important thing. Um, but you've also got to, and this is where so many website projects go wrong: is that they create the website and, and they're creating everything from their own personal perspective about what they like and what they don't like. And they don't put themselves into the shoes of the target audience because really the website is more about them. It's about what they need. It's about answering their questions. It's, and you know, what, how do they feel when they land on your website? And you know, like, like our process, it's always geared around making sure that if we're introducing something into a design, whether you know, even if it's at the wireframe stage, we're thinking, okay, is this really adding value? Is it, is, is it helping answer key questions which your target, target audience have got? Because if, if it's not helping, then probably it's taken away. Because the more stuff we introduce, the more things people have got to look at when they get to the web page. And people's attention spans are short, and they're getting shorter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know? Do. Okay, so uh, what about... Um the i mean we we have spoken on this podcast about the copy and the importance of words and headlines that you're oh, using yeah. and yeah. all that stuff for conversion but i'm sure that besides the words even if all the words are correct and in there there might be some i don't know design tricks that you could use oh. as well on top of that yeah i mean well i i wouldn't say design tricks but i mean Design is obviously absolutely imperative to it. I mean, if you're a B2B company or you're looking to buy into somebody's professional services, well, the website has got to look professional. There's no – all the good copy in the world won't help you if the, if the design looks a little bit toy tone because the fonts, the colors, the structure, the photography, everything that's in there – is there and it's subtly setting the stage for you to introduce that message. So I think this is why we've seen squeeze pages over time. You know, the squeeze pages, we've got the text and goes on and on and on. And they tend to be ugly looking things, but a good designer could could probably get a a squeeze page and they could make them look pretty and they would convert better as well. But a lot of the tools which create those squeeze pages, they tend to be fairly rudimentary, which is why they look a bit ugly but then again we've got things like 
unbounce and all those kind of stuff now where more and more powerful tools in your hands so you can create something which is um which is certainly uh, aesthetically more pleasing and you know some audiences you know maybe aren't bothered about what it looks like i mean if i'm hiring a plumber would i really care the design of this website well i don't know i mean it's a funny one isn't it i think i probably would put be put off if it looks shoddy because sometimes looking shoddy has a direct implication with me finding things because good design is so much more about things looking pretty it's about the structure of the website can i find the information that i want like it's it's and, th- and this is again this again goes back to what we're talking about with themes themes only get you so far so much of the work which we put in is all about creating a clear information structure for the website because if you get the skeleton right then everything else is addressing and we're going the right direction because people then can find the information which they need as quickly as possible which is ultimately the point of the website for you to help them join at the dots between what you've got what and what what they want well hopefully you can join those two or now, if you haven't got what they want, then they'll have to move on to somewhere else. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, you, you, it's perfect to start with the copy because it's all about the copy. It's all about the messaging. It's all about what what you want as a company and what you want out of your website. And then the design is then the vehicle for that. Okay, I see. So l- let's talk briefly about personal brands. Um, when you have that personality as a center of the brand, uh, what are like what are the best ways to illustrate that, and what are, what is the best way to show your personal brand on a website? Like you know, I don't know what what should people consider having in there. Well, I mean, to be honest, I mean I don't see the difference between personal brand and branding a lot of the time. A lot of it's all about the personality of the company, and if that company is just one person, then. I suppose the phrase personal brand makes a lot of sense. But with any website, you're trying to get the personality of the company across. I mean, like with many of my clients, when I dig around and I'm asking all the businessy kind of questions and you're trying to find out why people buy from them, yeah, a lot of the time the clients might like, oh, we, we really like Dave, the owner, or we really like the personality, or the customer service is, is great. And that sometimes is a, is a surprise to, to the client because – their idea of why people are buying from them is invariably different to why people do buy from them. So then armed with, with that knowledge, you can help inform the, the design. So for instance, I mean, I'm a great believer in people buy from people. So if, if, if customers love the, the customer service or they really buy into what the owner's doing or, or, or if it's a personal brand and, there's a, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a figurehead for the brand, well, they've got to be front and center on that website. We need, obviously, we need photography, but... We need high-end, good photography. You've got to invest in that. I mean, it's not just sort of get your iPhone and take take a photo. It's if you're going to have high-end photography on there. I mean, your website is getting viewed all the time, so it's it's worth the investment. But of course, you know, you can move on from that and get some high-quality video on. And well, again, I mean, the kit involved with doing that is not is not is not expensive, but. So it's so the imagery there is really important, but of course, you know, tone of voice, maybe writing in the first person. It's 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 being it's being able to, for that person or that company to to read the content of the website or third party reading it, and they and they can feel the personality of that company coming through. And it sounds obvious, but my God, it's, there's so many websites you hit, you hit, and I don't know who wrote the copy, but it's it's a it's a complete disconnect between 
that copy and the brand. And if the website isn't representing the com- the company, well, how is it going to convert? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's <laughs> that's going to be a problem. Uh, yeah. yeah, I see. So, what about um, there are many people who who would ideally want their website to sort of have these engagement elements with their audiences, like you know the people come there. And, you know, uh, they, they want to take the relationship further, be that through getting them on email list or to signing up for a webinar or, you know, whatever it is. They, they sort of, you yeah. know, j- just by getting people there and, and looking at their website is not enough these days. So they are looking for some extra, you know, deeper connections in, in a certain way. So we, we really want to, to make sure that we can connect with the people who came and saw our website eventually. So okay. what are the things that we could use in order to, to you know, to be able to, um, to connect with our audiences? Well, you know, there's a, there's a universe of techniques out there. I think you've got to have a clear idea of what your offer is, you know, and what is the what is the offer you're going to give these guys? What is the service offering? Because I mean, is it consultancy? Is it is it I can do X, Y, and Z? I think people need to know what you do, and then you can lay that offer out there. Now, if it's a high end service like consultancy, having things like low hanging fruit where uh, you you could sign up for a single hour consultancy, or perhaps you've got like an email newsletter which can help feed it. But I think it's it it. The battle, though, is really thinking through what your offer is and then what you need to put onto the website. Because it's what's another way of putting it? So many websites out there simply have a little box on the right hand side which says "Sign up for my newsletter." Why? Why? You know, what is the offer there? It's sort of you've got you. It's got to work harder than that. It's sort of <laughs> to um, get more I, emails. <laughs> well, well, yeah, and it's but you've got to make the offer sort of. This is why you're signing up. This is what what you're going to get. And oh. But you could also sign up for this premium service. It's so many websites fall down in the fact that they haven't got clear call to actions and they haven't got clear messaging. I mean, that's really it's, it, and again, it goes back to that thing. People have got to ask themselves, what is the purpose of my website? What am I trying to do? And then making sure those things are put in place in a language which the audience understand. Because once you've put in those kind of call to actions then we can make sure things like analytics, et cetera, are all set up to, to, to be tracking all that kind of stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Um, what about, I don't know, I mean, is this old school and old, uh, like, uh, old stuff, the static pages? Because we all have, like, you know, we, we constantly create content and we're just, you know, updating our sites over and over again, most of us. But uh, is there actually uh, this uh, required need for that? I mean, do static websites work now? I mean, is there a need for those as well? Um I'm sure they do work, but I mean, I don't see the need for it in many. I mean, if you're if you're a company, you want to have control over your content. I mean, if you've got a blog and all that kind of stuff, well, you know, you, you can do that with a static website. But do they really want to be trading HTML? Do they really want to be publishing via FTP? No, they want a platform like like WordPress or they want to have it integrated with Unbounce or all those kind of things like that. So so they can create content when they need. Cause, I mean, even even things like I don't know, like one of your service pages, uh, like like with me, it could be web, web web design. I want to be able to have control so I can change the text and the content on that page 
whenever I want, really. So, no, it's for most people, I think a content management system like WordPress is is a bit of a no brainer, though, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see. So these days, uh, there is this new hot thing that came out, especially for content creators, and everyone leads towards live streaming. So okay, and live streaming, unfortunately, sort of, you know, uh, it seems like you have to use third party uh, platforms to do that. So uh, what is the best way to integrate it with your website? So you know, at certain point, I mean, let's say if you're using one certain live streaming platform, and then with the time it goes down, or you know, something happens, you don't really lose the whole all the, of the content and you also have your home populated with whatever you've done before as well oh god that's an interesting one i've not really done much with live streaming when i've interacted with a lot of the um with a live facebook streaming stuff so i think if i was if it, if it was my choice i think i would be using something like i mean the thing is about this those platforms like like facebook's live live stream one the technology involved in delivering it is so complex that it's not something you want to try and host on your own WordPress site. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, but can you but embed I'll, it there? So yeah, I, I, again, I, it's not something I've done. But, I mean, if, if if you're not finding a service which does it as well as, say, Twitter, you know, your Periscopes or, your, or, 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 or the Facebook one, I think maybe it's a matter of making sure your live streaming event has other call to actions to drive people back to the website or to get them onto the email list or all those kind of things. Do you know what I mean? So, so – mm. uh, just so you get some kind of value out of that. But um, I'd have to dig around. I'd be amazed if there's not some other third-party software-as-a-service pay-as-you-go thing where you can embed, the, embed your streams as well as, as, click, uh, as um, events which you can play back af- afterwards. I mean, I mean, YouTube, have they got a live section now? Like, uh, they are planning to. I'm not sure yeah. it's launched, but they are planning oh. to have one, yes. Yeah, it's I've on, certainly heard that as well. <laughs> It's yeah. on the way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So uh, how important is, uh, like, I don't know. I mean, uh, sometimes for me specifically, I mean, I'm using WordPress and I'm sort of, you know, playing around with the things myself. And uh-huh. uh, I'm not really into this, you know, I don't really have a huge professional and, you know, very like specialized website. But okay. um, but for those who usually get to the point when they are hiring a web developer, the problem is making sure that they brief correctly and they, you know, they give all the information they need. Because sometimes it's with designers specifically, it's a bit difficult to sort of, you know, explain what you're imagining and what you're expecting versus, you know, the functionality and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so what is like the best way to approach this? Let's say I want to hire a web designer. How am I approaching this? How do I make sure that, you know, my brief is complete and you've got everything that you need in order to get the maximum effective result at the end? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. There's certainly plenty of resources out there where you can download um, a guide to all the questions you need to ask. But saying that, you know, a, a good web developer, a good design company, they're, they're there to help and, and inform. So you, know, you should be able to go to them and not know all the answers because, you, you know, you don't really want to go to them and say, it's got to do exactly this and look exactly this way. Because to be honest, if you do that, you're kind of missing a trick because you're going to an expert 
and she, and you want the advice. I don't ring up a plumber, and then as soon as he steps in, in the door and says, you can only use this kind of t- pipe, uh, you can only use this kind of, well, no, hang on a minute, you, you're getting the expert, you, you're saying what you're trying to achieve, but they may well come up with the ideas. I mean, maybe the plumber will go, oh, no, you don't have to have that standard uh, radiator. They do these nice narrow ones which can fit in the corner. And, of course, you won't know that because you're not a plumber. So it's 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 having that relationship. So a lot of it comes down to personality. You're going to... You're going to ring up. Well, no, let's go back a step. A lot of it, I think, will come down to recommendation. Many people have had websites. They've had bad experiences. They know they've got to spend money on it, but, of course, they don't want to spend a big a chunk of money unless you know, that's going to be really, really good. So getting recommendations from your friends, that's a great starting point. And then I would say is speak to them. Have an honest, frank chat with them about what you're trying to look and, and see if your personalities match. Because, I mean, you, you won't believe how many times a client will speak to me and, will, and, they will, and they will almost be apologetic, saying, look, we don't know much about web design or we don't know what. It's okay. You haven't got to apologize about that. You know, this is why you, you employ the experts for that. We are there to, that, to, to help unpack what they're thinking and to show them some options. Now, you're not there to cross-sell or to upsell. It's not a sales thing, even though it ends up being a sales thing. You're there to help. And that's got to come down to personality. So I think they've got to, A, go with recommendation, find a couple of people. Don't don't be hell-bent, oh, no, we only want to work with a, a, web, a freelancer because a great website takes more than just a design skill. It might take back-end skills. It might take marketing skills. So it might be a small agency. It might be better for them. Certainly, just get in there, have, have a good chat, and see if there's that personality and um, if it clicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. Well, as as always, like relationships are very yeah, yeah, yeah. If it either works or it doesn't. So yeah, they're too interesting. I never w- looked at it from that angle, but but yeah, I mean, it it completely makes well, sense. <laughs> well, it, well, it, it can it can be and it should be a long term relationship because you don't just build a website. You're there to enhance it. There's many things that's got to go on. So it, it's not really a commodity. I mean, this is why this is really our role as a company. Our role is to constantly keep abreast of everything that's changing out there, whether it's Google Tag Manager or using Optimized or any of these other tools, and working out, okay, how can these be of use to, to my clients? Because my clients haven't got time to learn all that stuff. That's yeah. what they come to me for. Yeah, exactly. So um, what about the other extreme? Let's say someone doesn't have the budget, is not at the level um, that he, he wants to hire a web developer yet because he's just starting and he doesn't even know if he's going to stick to what he's going to do in the beginning and all that stuff. So what is the best way to, like, you know, the easiest do-it-yourself sort of, you know, way to yeah. It's such a tricky one, isn't it? Because I mean, you've got that person has got to get their balancing act right. Because what you, what that person doesn't want to do, they don't want to start spending two or three weeks of their time trying to build a website which is going to be fairly substandard, where they where they should have been spending that time developing their own business. So as long as they as long as they're realistic about what they're putting online, and and if they kind of mentally go, look, I don't really care too much. I'm going to get my messaging right. I'm going to get it out there onto a simple website. But I know at some stage I'm going to have to hire a professional to take that to the next level. And if they go at it with that mentality, then fine. If I were them, I would just go to something like WordPress.com, maybe get their own domain name. Uh, One of the things I like about WordPress.com, you've got a slightly more limited set of themes because 
you know, you, you, you must know from yourself, if you start looking at things like theme forest, well, the whole day can go by as you're flicking through and you're seeing all these different themes and stuff. Constraints in those, in those situations are better because you want to just sort of, okay, let's just pick a basic theme like 2012 or something like that on WordPress.com. Let's just plug my domain name into it. Um, okay, if it's got a big he header graphic, well, if I can't do that myself, well, at least I can buy an hour of a designer's time to create me a nice graphic. And then all of a sudden, we've got a very basic website hosted on WordPress.com's hosted platform, which, you know, um, you get that for free if you're just, you know, so it's, so that would be a very easy, achievable way of doing it, I think. Okay. I got yeah. a good start, a good starting point. Okay, clear, yeah. So uh, I guess we can wrap up by maybe like, I don't know, the the I mean the ideal website what should it do in terms of I mean once you get in there and you say oh wow, this is a really good website why is that I mean what does it do or how does it look in order to be really like you know the professional one let's say well I think I mean the two sides to that kind the ideal website from the website owner's perspective is one that makes the money so it brings in leads it sells products but it does it in a way which is measurable And so they can optimize it and they can constantly improve the, the conversion rate optimization of that, of that website. So from the owner's perspective, that's a great website. It's a, it's a sales vehicle and it's making money. It's an investment to them. From the, visitors, from the visitor's perspective, it's a website which they go to, which really re resonates with them. So now we're talking about personality again. They go there and think, oh, this is just the person I'm after. I love the language they're using. It really resonates with me. Oh, um, how can I buy into them? Oh, great. I can click that product. So I, I add that to my basket and the whole process is fluid. So it's so that, that's, the, that's the two ways, I think. I mean, so many people I know, they've got great knowledge and great services, but you're not quite sure how to buy into them. You're like, oh, well, so how much is the copyright? No, how much is the copywriting cost? Oh, well, it depends and sort of... It, We've got to be mindful of those it depends answers. You, you've got to make people an offer, I think. You've got to keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, less choices is easier for, for them to choose, right? Yeah. I, I think some people, uh, some business owners don't like that because they feel like they're hemming themselves in. But you, know, you can offer choices, but these choices can always be customized or changed, or you can offer other options later on. But give somebody an offer to start off with because even if it, like I say, is the low hanging fruit. Because as soon as somebody's bought from you, they are then more likely to buy other things from you. Yeah. So, yeah. Get, so get it, getting them down that sales process, that's important. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Okay. Well, thank you very much. It, it was an interesting conversation. We learned uh -huh. a lot. <laughs> so yes, yes. thanks for your time. And um, hopefully we all sort of, you know, acknowledge the importance of having a nice website. Good. Well, that, that would be my job done then. Great. <laughs> okay. Have a nice day. Okay. Okay. Well, it seems that that's all that I had for you today. I'm pretty sure that if you're listening to this podcast, most probably you already have a website in place because we're all about establishing brands and growing our audiences and making our online business work. And websites obviously are the most crucial elements of all those. So if you don't have a website yet, please, you know, do me a favor, think about it and make one as soon as possible. And if you have 
have one, uh, go back, uh, rethink about the points we covered and see if it really does um, answer the main purpose and the main goal of your website. So uh, review your website, uh, see if it's good enough. Don't really be afraid to experiment, to change and to uh, test different things to see which works best. So take care, have a great week and a perfect weekend. Mm-hmm.